Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. As the heat wave draws us to beaches and rivers, very important to remember water safety. And one person all too familiar with this is independent councillor Emmett O'Brien, who not only saved a teenager from drowning, but also survived his own near-fatal boating accident. And uh, good morning to you, Emmett. Morning, John. Good morning to your listeners. It's all councillors on the radio this morning, I see. It is indeed, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's just the way it fell. But um, tell us about your incredible incident. Was it January? Yeah, January. So I suppose it's incomparable compared to this time of the year, obviously, because water temperature is very much different. Um, and as you know, I live in Ring Island, which is right in the Shannon Estuary. Um, and I'm on the river every second day or most days during the summer in any case. But uh, I hadn't been out in the river for, I suppose, the best part of two or three months just because it was winter time, and I wanted to run, what is known as run out my engine just to clean the salt out of the engine and just let it run. So I was just going to bring the boat for less than less than a five minute run out. So I launched the ring island here and I went around what is known as the Horse Rock Lighthouse, the old Horse Rock Lighthouse. Now, just to put a precursor on it. As I was leaving, I said, sure, I'm only going out for a few minutes. I won't bother with the life jacket, and I won't put on the kill card. And then I said, look, I've got to put them on. So put on my life jacket, put on my kill card. What's a kill cord? Now, a kill cord is a nylon strap that's, a, that's strapped to the ignition. You tie it around your leg. So in the event that you're thrown or knocked in the boat, it pulls and the engine stops. So the ignition is pulled and the engine stops. So I went out. Everything was perfectly fine. Went out around the Horse Rock Lighthouse and came back in towards Sheehan Shore, which is uh, near enough to my house. It was a storm, four to three, maybe about a 25 kilometre wind and a little bit of a, a lift in the water, but maybe half a metre to a metre. And the boat went into what is known as a parametric roll. And then there was a kind of a, a calamity of disasters. My steering actually ruptured. So my boat went one way and I went the other way at a very high speed. And... I hit the water um, and wasn't knocked unconscious. Now, luckily, I was wearing my life jacket. My life jacket went off. It's a submersible life jacket, so it inflates when you hit water. And luckily, I had my keel cord on, and the engine stopped. So the boat then ended up about 50 metres away from me. Now, if I hadn't the life jacket on, I probably would have been knocked unconscious. Uh, and if I didn't have the keel cord on, I wouldn't be talking to you now. Uh, because the boat would just went into a circular motion and would have went around and around and around and around and around until such time that it would have killed me, basically, you know. So, and all this happened in the space of two or three seconds. And as I was and in free- freezing water. Yeah, it was cold. It was about three degrees at the time. No, I, ha- I had been swimming during winter in any case. My my body was kind of acclimatized to to, to cold water, but. Not being thrown out of a boat at speed either, you know, and I was wearing a woolly jumper and Wellington boots and, you know, it's just a little bit of a different dynamic, but I suppose the bit of training that I do orientated myself to get the head up and get to the boat as soon as I could, but, you know, it was just one of those things that literally happened on the space of two or three seconds and as I was actually being propelled out of the boat, I said, I can't believe this is happening to me, you know, Um, and it just happened and luckily... I swam back to the boat and 
not very graciously. If you ever saw a walrus getting up on a up on a up on a rock, that was me trying to get back into the boat. You know, suffering from a little bit of the shock and whatever else. Yeah. And I maneuvered the boat back in. And, and 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 how did you manage to get the boat back to shore? Then was it okay or? Yeah. Well, I, I sat in the back of the tiller of the boat and I just I started the engine and I maneuvered it with my hands back right. into back into shore. And when I got back to shore, then uh, there was a couple of lads in the pier and I said, "Lads, did you see anything there?" Nope. You didn't see the boat going out of control. Nope. You didn't see me in the water. Nope. You didn't see me trying to get back into the boat. Nope. So it kind of underlines, you know, what Irish water and water safety always tell people, you know, if you're going out on your own, make sure to tell somebody you know that you're A, you're going out, and B, the time you propose to be back at. And if you're not back within that time, then they can obviously take the appropriate actions. Uh I was out yesterday, I went for a swim yesterday here in Ring Mile in the river and it was a lot of people obviously were right smack bang in the middle of a heat wave so people are naturally going to gravitate towards water but if you're not familiar with water, again really don't want to be overstating it but you really should ask somebody who knows the surroundings, like what's the water temperature like, how deep is the water what way the wind is blowing yeah. The type of, you know, things like that. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing is, we're talking to Councillor Emmett O'Brien. Um, last June, you saved a teenager from drowning. Um, yeah. You had to dive into the Shannon Estuary to rescue him, the 16 year old yeah. swimming at Ringmoylan Pier, which we, we yeah. all know very well. And yeah. it, when he got into trouble and you just got out of the water, you jumped back in, you pulled him to safety. And what you said at that stage, the leader is pointing out, and they say themselves was prophetic. Yeah. said, anyone would have done the same thing. Look, everyone was safe and well, but it just shows the river isn't to be trifled with. No, certainly not. Uh, that's not. Um, well, you mentioned um, Irish Water Safety and John Leach uh, from there is with us as well. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning, Joe, and to Emmett. And well done, Emmett, on, on recounting that tale. I think that we can all learn a lot from it. It's something that has happened to quite a few people over the years uh, yeah. when driving boats. Amazing but uh, there's story. one thing that I, one, one very interesting point though, that he's making is the fact that because he swims throughout the year, um, he was able to cope with the cold shock of hitting the water, even with the life jacket on, yeah. because people who who swim in a swimming pool, you know, they they have a false sense of their swimming ability when it gets to open water. And uh, unfortunately, had you been swimming in a swimming pool now instead of of a, a river, that cold shock might have had a different impact on you. Yeah. And it it really does. So uh, well done to you for um, uh, it's a really great example of the importance of swimming in open water. And, and John, and, and, I mean, uh, as a general point, I, I was in Ballybunion myself over the weekend, and I'm sure this was an experience right around the coast, and the beach was absolutely packed, packed. And the lifeguards were doing a superb job. At one stage, actually, um, they had to warn people. Obviously, they must have noticed a swell at a certain point along the beach. They had to put red flags down, get people to go to either side of it. It was not easy, I can tell you. And they looked very concentrated and frankly um, at times I think quite exhausted by the whole mental side of having to watch that number of people including many many young children John Yeah I, I was like, swimming there last night I was swimming every evening and I, I swim here in my local Lake Loch Ray, which is a blue flag beach and with the lifeguards there three lifeguards in duty there last night and there was about say just under 2,000 people there um, I mean, the beach everywhere, everywhere that's safe to swim. The lifeguarded areas are where we want people to swim, but it is very, very challenging for the lifeguards. They haven't had a season like this in living memory um, for these particular lifeguards, and so it is emotionally draining. 
you know, the concentration levels have to be so so high. Uh, I mean, they just cannot relax, and so they are, they they are very exhausted when they finish each day. They must be, and because it's been going on now, you know, for for so many days with so many people, like we're we're talking about hundreds and thousands of people on uh, at designated bathing areas. For now, I mean, at this stage, it has gone on for five days, so we are officially in our heat wave. So that's something that normally a lifeguard wouldn't experience uh, in their lifetime in this country. Yeah, and the other thing, Councillor Emmett O'Brien, is that obviously we have many, many more people who have stayed in the country. Traditionally, yeah. this is the time when they would be abroad. Well, yeah, oh, very it's, much so. Yeah, it's, it's very much so. so sorry, I just want to bring I just want to bring Emmett back sorry. in. I'll bring it back in, John. Sorry, pardon. sorry, yeah. sorry, Joe. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, you see, it reminds me of the late eighties and early nineties. Um, the amount of people who were attending at Ring Island, just an example. This is kind of the, the onset of before the onset of foreign holidays. Um, you know, the bathing areas are literally mobbed. And now I haven't been out around Doctors and Fire, but I'm hearing the same out around Capitano in that area. And like, I do have to impress like that if it's not a designated bathing area, you won't have a lifeguard. So again, you have to be that bit more cautious. And at a very minimum, you know, don't swim on your own. And if you feel the urge to swim on your own, at least tell somebody that you're going out. You know, not, look, swimming and the swimming, there's paddling around within a metre or two metres of the shore. That's fine. But if you're going for a long on a company swim, that's, you know, that's reckless. It's not used to open water swimming. Okay. So, so basically, John Leach, people just have to be very safe and very sensible around water at the moment. And they can't depend on a lifeguard, frankly, even spotting them. Because with the numbers you're dealing with, you could very easily have gone under the water without a lifeguard note, n- noticing. And it's, it's no blame on the lifeguard. Of course not. But back to the uh, non-lifeguarded areas. Um, uh, people should use local knowledge. I mean, you're talking about Ring Island Pier. That's not obviously a lifeguarded area. And there are hundreds of traditional bathing areas like that around the country. And so we do want people to uh, ensure that, that they have they have sought local knowledge that, you know, that, for instance, there's no dangerous current on it or there's no steep shelf on it where suddenly you're out of your depth. Because what's really important for, for swimming in the areas that are not lifeguarded is to swim within your depth and stay within your depth. So that's very, very important because all our research over the years, I mean, the people who drown, unfortunately, people who normally jump into deep water, cold shock hits them, they're not able to cope with it and unfortunately they drown. So by by, being, by wading out into the water, you know, if you're, if you're not a, a seasoned swimmer, that's the safest thing to do. And then when you're at a comfortable, uh, you know, depth up to your waist, then swim parallel to the shore, either a riverbank, a lake shore or, be, or the beach. And, and then and if, you, if you get into distress, if you feel sick or you feel cramped, then just lower your legs and walk back to shore again. And that's really important. Okay. And ensure also there's a yellow box and a ring boy there so you can affect a rescue if somebody does get in, into trouble. One other question for you, Emmett O'Brien. I mean, when the incident was over, I mean, what, did you sit there, look back out and go, jeepers, how close was I? <laughs> I've been swimming and I had a shower and I had a warm, a warm tea. And it actually didn't hit me until... A day later, when I said it to one of the, was I called the one the boatmen from Kuna, and they were like, "Are you serious?" Like, yeah, you know. So, yeah, it hit me about a day after, you know, that, and I kind of stayed away from, I stayed away from going out in the, the the river then for one or two months until things got a little bit calmer and water temperatures came up. Um, no, I was swimming away, but I just didn't go out in the boat until things yeah. got that little bit more calm. So yeah, it, 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 but like I suppose, you know, these things happen. It's how you react to them as well. And I think John underlined it. The fact that I was swimming throughout 
you know, unfortunately, November and December, because the pools were closed, I was going in roaring and shouting in Turing Mile into the cold water at four degrees. You know, even though I was giving out about it, my body had become acclimatized to it. So when I hit the water, albeit it's in a different perspective, you know, the body was acclimatized to it. Right. And John underscores about cold shock. You know, that can just catch you in a moment's notice as well. So, uh, Okay, all right. Well, listen, thank you very much. Really interesting to chat to both of you this morning and hopefully uh, listeners will take heed of your advice as well. That's Independent Councillor Emmett O'Brien telling us about his own near-fatal experience on the water earlier this year and John Leach from Irish Water Safety. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.